In response to that, I want to acknowledge and just share with you, I know that I trigger people. I'm like a walking trigger for the majority of people that I meet. And it's taken me 17 years to fully understand the complexity of that. And a lot of people have attacked me for it. I mean, I've probably, I mean, same as David, I've been probably the <laughs> so attacked. I mean, you too. It's like I get attacked online all the time. I've been through some crazy scenarios. Uh, I think you and I might be the most triggering I people <laughs> I'm laughing at it in our realm be. today I, I for a number so. of reasons, for a number of reasons. Literally. When we it's like all we have to do is breathe. Unconditionally love. Yes. Yes. But keep going. I I know that I'm a walking trigger for people and I have consciously worked on the tools within myself to be able to handle it and to somehow just reflect kindly back with compassion because all I see when I look back at some of these people who have just like bammed it at me is like, oh my God, you're hurting so bad. Yeah. And I feel it. Yep. And it's just like, let me hold you through it. It makes them even more angry. 100%. Like, makes it what worse. What can you do but love them through it? Yep. And I'm also not going to shrink myself or compromise in any way because I've done that work. Hallelujah. Right? Yeah. So it's like, I'm, I'm, most people are unhappy with the way that they're living their life. Don't be mad at me for fully choosing to step into my full power. All right. Finally here, wake the fake up on the island with an old friend of mine. You might know her from Instagram. You might know her from some of her books. You might know her from YouTube. You might know you might know her because she's just one of the most glorious beings I've ever come across and is just always an honor to be around. Christina, you're here on Wake the Fake Up. It's so beautiful to see you. I'm so excited about this conversation. How are you? Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here and just in this environment and getting to talk with you and dive in with you about everything. I'm just... I'm thrilled. Thank you. Absolutely. This is almost a homecoming for us. You and I met, you know, probably three, four years ago. Um, I don't know exactly. And we did some Instagram lives together. We were talking a lot during the whole pandemic situation when everyone was locked down in their house. And um, I really, you know, enjoyed where we went to into the depths of conversation. And everyone wants to talk about raw food and health and nutrition and all the things which we're going to get into. But, you know, when I look back at some of our videos, we were talking about sovereignty, personal freedom, not living in fear, not letting the outside noise get in between what our mission is here, our dharma, our chosen path. And that's something that I've admired about you from, you know, an outside lens because I've been seeing how you've been navigating this crazy, crazy reality and holding yourself in your truth, in your freedom and not wavering. And I just want to say right now, so everyone can hear this and I'm looking directly into your eyes while we're in the middle of the jungle, which is the best, best ever, is that I honor and I respect and I value the position that you've taken in your life and standing in full bloom on all the things that you truly believe in. And I mean that as your brother, I mean that as someone that is connected to you heart to heart, it's pure reverence coming directly at you. This isn't just lip service. I don't just throw these words out there. And um, I, I just want to let you know face to face. Thank you. I receive that deeply. And I want to acknowledge it because it's true. I've changed my whole life to be here to live in alignment with my belief system. I can't say that many people do that. <laughs> um, I've been a raw, for those who don't know me, my name's Christina. <laughs> I've been a raw vegan for over 17 years now. And I have essentially changed my whole life to be able to grow my own food and to eat the highest quality, ripe, fresh, whole, organic fruits, vegetables, exotics possible. And to be able to live in alignment with my truth and to have food freedom is what I like, like sovereignty, essentially. I think when most people come to my page, they think, oh, it's just about raw vegan recipes, but it's really not. It's about teaching people to have food free. It's food freedom, teaching them how to actually live, which is what people really need right now, right? And you see so many people who are constantly, I don't want to say sacrificing, but they make compromises, right? And there, we don't have so many examples out there of people who are actually fully embodying the type of lifestyle that we're all striving for. And so we need more examples. I'm like, I got to show up and do this. And I, I actually love doing this. It's a part of, I feel like my life's purpose and mission is to show up and embody this. And do, do you feel like a superhero when you wake up and 
this is like you're putting you're putting your coat on and it's 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 authentically you but i'm saying do you feel like a little bit driven because you're showing up for people that has to be true i feel it in my reality i feel that i am showing up for myself more than anything but i I think the words that i would choose are embodied humbled beyond (laughs) humbled in beyond humbled and um relentless in my pursuit of helping change people's lives and extremely purpose-driven. So it's like an insatiable hunger, right? I've been doing this for 17 years and I still feel just as passionate about this message as I did day one. It's incredible because I hear 17 years raw food, vegan. And so, you know, you know, David Wolf, my cousin, I was, you know, 10 years young, right around the time that he started to acclimate towards raw foodism. And so right when he wrote Nature's First Law, and I remember seeing him evolve into that kind of reality and started, I was like, wait a second, maybe we're not supposed to be eating cooked food. Maybe we're, maybe, you know, cooking destroys most foods and turns most foods into poisons. In fact, maybe, you know, maybe we're not designed to be eating meat. Maybe we're supposed to be growing our own food and everything, eating everything raw. And I remember it making a lot of sense to me back then. And then as I started evolving, getting older and having more experience, I kind of navigated into a lens or perspective that worked more for me and my lifestyle and what I was creating for my life. And understanding that I was a little bit more flexible, I altered into a little bit more of a qualitarian role. And which is interesting because you and I were talking about this offline, you feel you are raw, vegan, but also a qualitarian. And so I think this is important because I believe you can do raw vegan and thrive. I don't think you can just be hanging on, but you have to be a qualitarian in that perspective right? You have to be doing it right. There's really no, no, no areas that you can't just let it collapse. Absolutely. I'm in the best shape of my life at 35, 17 years later. You look great. <laughs> more, yeah. more so than at the beginning of my journey because I have chosen to narrow in on these skills and get very specific and learn about health and also the lifestyle. You know, I think what you're saying is so important because you know, at the end of the day, it's an ethical choice to be vegan. And you can be healthy or unhealthy as a vegan, you can be healthy or really unhealthy as a raw vegan, you can can be unhealthy and healthy in any realm. And there's ways to discover success, whichever way that you choose. And that's given me a lot of freedom, like, oh, gosh, I can choose this route. And I can choose how to master it and how to be free in it and embody it. And I've done that. Uh, was it trial and error and and just to rewind a little bit did you get into this based on ethics was it a moral decision that you said you know what i've had it i can't do this is that what brought you there and then you realized wait a second this is actually working for me i'm detoxifying my body i'm letting go of so much trauma things are purging out of me you know fruits as we know are hydrating and detoxifying i go on and on but was that kind of how it happened i was a type 2 diabetic I don't know if you know that. I did not know that. I was diagnosed when I was 14. And then by the time I was 18, I was not in good shape. I was really emaciated, hospitalized, all these things. And uh, story condensed, I was in a natural grocery store and a stranger had walked up to me and told me about raw foods. And I went raw vegan in one night and never went back. And it changed my life. So I was a skinny, weakling little thing when I first began my journey. And I was definitely not healthy. And um, over the course of years, I've learned how to regain my strength. Now, so for me, in the beginning, it was about health because I had never, I mean, you and I grew up in very cultural families. I had never heard of such a thing. Right. Okay. Ever. (laughs) Did not grow up on fruits and vegetables. I grew up on all the rice and meats and potatoes Lebanese food right I could go on about that um but what ended up happening is that over the course of the 17 years I very much realized like I'm healthy again I could go back to eating meat I could go back to doing these things but I've continued to do it because of my ethical choice that's right right and so I have found a way to do this successfully I get my blood checked every year I just have my full blood panel taken I'm so solid Okay, so across the board, your lipids look good. Everything. Uh, your hormones are good. Thyroid's firing the perfection. I am everything. Healthier than I have ever been. In I my love hearing that. Life. I'm so stoked right? for you. And, yeah. can, and I can just say, like, I feel so good. Like, yeah. beyond what's on paper, 
I'm in better shape than I ever have been. I'm lifting weights. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm running. Tell you. I'm farming. Yeah. I'm whacking. I'm cutting trees with a machete like me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. So I feel super embodied and um, God, it feels good. Yeah. That's Can beautiful. I just say that? It's, yeah. And also, I think it's a reminder to people that you don't have to compromise. Right. I, I imagine there was a point in my journey where I felt like I'd walk into grocery stores and there wouldn't be options or wouldn't be, you know, my first business was I started a organic co-op, a farmer's market in Texas because I was so sick of having terrible produce just everywhere. I wanted quality produce because you know that there's nothing better than ripe, delicious fruit off the tree, like just beaming with biophotons and life force. It's right? a completely like, different frequency. That than is what it's about. Some right? regular agriculture nonsense. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. my first, well, my sec, my third business was starting that farmer's market. And I did that for 11 years. And it was wonderful for, for me at the time. I felt like I was fulfilling my purpose. And I probably would have done it until the day I died had like life not come in and change things around for me. But my next step in life has been okay now you're actually going to go do it yourself on an island you're going to fully do this and we're going to like life just told me we're going to take you by the hands and we're going to guide you every step along the way and so I'm here doing this now I live on nine acres I planted 600 and some I'm almost done planting 700 fruit trees this year all organic 92 different varieties of fruit and I have a really amazing five-year plan (laughs) And I'm I'm really and just like I You're going into year three? Year three of living. Here. I, I can't believe that I mean you and I were communicating when this was a conversation because I remember I wanted to come out to the island too. I was inspired and I was like, okay, I gotta live here part time. I remember and you I remember you sending me houses and go, What do you think of this one? What do you think of that one? Remember that? I do. And now you're going into year three. I, and I'm growing and eating eighty percent of what I mean like Everything I'm eating, like 80% of that is what I'm growing or what my next door neighbors are growing. Like I'm eating all delicious, high vibrational foods all the time. So that extra 20%, just so you know, is like organic nuts or seeds that you, you find at a natural grocery sure. store. Something that isn't here naturally. Right. Right. So th- th- this is okay. So th- this is unbelievable. So I'm having flash- flashbacks of a vision of paradise and. We, me and Avocado were always talking about our vision of paradise is living somewhat or if not fully agrarian, right? So you're basically living off the land that you are stewarding, right? And so you talk about compromise. People are compromising this, compromising that. How do we, you know, I always think, how do we get to this position where we're compromising this life? Like this is truly, this is it. You know, we don't know. We can have our faith. We can have our religion. We can have our spiritual mysticism. We can go into the psychedelic phase and know that there's something more. Of course, I believe that that's fine. But this is our shot here. Why do we compromise one thing that can affect and drastically change our entire landscape of our reality and and w- what we're eating, what we're putting back into the land. I don't think anything supersedes that. And you guys, most of you guys know my background in biodynamics and Steiner talked about it. You know, it, it's not so much just reaping the benefits of mineralized food, but it's the practice of creating it and really stewarding that land. Can I ask you, how have you evolved in this entire process over the last 24 months? Can I please answer this question? Yes, please <laughs> so go. I could see my... I could see it in your face. You're like, you're just turning the colors, the veins are popping. Let me answer. Let's go this. berserk. You know, over the course of the past 17 years, just as you and David have seen, there's so many people who come in and out of this way of thinking, this lifestyle, this choice. And they don't stick to it. Right? Yeah. So I have learned that it is more than just a choice. It's more than just a commitment. And I've explored this so much because it has driven me nuts to a certain degree sure. where I have made so many connections and then I've seen them fall away. And to a certain degree, for those of us who have been carrying the torch for so long, ugh, it's just like, oh, like yeah. it feels like a little dip of hopelessness here and there. But yeah. then I look at the greater picture and we truly live in a society. We live in this cultural dynamic this does not support really anybody going against the grain. Right. And when you look at how the media is functioning and even just how our closer circles of people, like friends, however, operating, there is so much shame mm. in having sovereignty and being unique and making your own choices. And you, when you look at it, we 
people are not given the tools to actually make the choices. What do you need to feel embodied? What do you need to be fully healthy and empowered? And so few people don't know how to stand into that. They don't know how to show up into that. And so it's the opinions of others. Is it laziness? I think it has more to do with being culturally shunned or, you know, being criticized, judged by the opinions of others. And also... But but tell me specifically what? Like, let's get into the nuts and bolts of this. Like, so someone is not feeling like they're getting supported by saying, you know what, F this, F the the social climate, F trying to be cool, F the functions. I just want to go, I just want to create a homestead or I want to be, I want to get my hands dirty. It's going to vary for each individual, but like, okay, so yes, there are people who do that, right? And they'll come here. Um, I'm going to start with some other examples first because I think on on a grander scheme of things, what I have seen is is people who, um, okay, I'd say like I'm going to start from small and go big. Let's go. (laughs) Most people will think, oh, I just don't have the resources. It's too hard. I don't have the money. It's like they live in the- So a poverty conscious. Poverty conscious, limiting mindset. That's like level one. Okay. Level two might be- I'm a mom of four and I have a family and it's not convenient or oh, I can't put myself first. And then my husband wants this. It's just like, I'm going to put everybody else first kind of a mindset, that self-sacrifice, that martyr, the martyr, sy- the martyrdom, martyrdom syndrome, syndrome yeah. right? Moving into that. And then the self-sacrifice comes like you see that. And then moving into the next phase, which might be um, the the self-deprecating syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. I could never do that. Yeah. Could never be that, you know? And so the second somebody says something, you're just go back into the hole and you're like, nope, I want to be accepted. Can't handle this. I can't step into my own. It's like that is, that's like level three. Yep. Most people can't even make it to, to level, level three. three. Yeah, I'm with you. Right? And so then past level three is what I have learned is this lifestyle for me has been far beyond physical. Like I healed completely reverse my type 2 diabetes I was like that that, this is amazing this is where it's at but then it opened up mental healing for me Mm. healed so much trauma from my family as you know Arab Arab Hispanic families we got it loaded absolutely (laughs) it was like loaded yeah one step past that was oh man the spiritual doors opened be like oh we can be connected with what we eat I can be connected within my body and then trying to get people to stay in that space where you move into your own divine healing, your own like conscious awareness for like how we are actually moving and activating within this. Whatever this is. Whatever this is. Whatever this is, right. Like fully stepping into that. It can be terrifying at times to see yourself and then to be so raw and vulnerable in it. I mean, it's, you know, talking about moving through all those phases, I think it does hold people back. And so I think that's why it will vary individually from person to person. But since you were asking, going back to what about the people who want to steward and you see them here, there's not so many of us, right? This is the path less chosen, but I'm not just talking about food, people who are choosing to show up and nourish themselves properly and just be different and not and choose to not numb or stimulate or stuff it down. chasing the dopamine yeah so many people are just choosing to just shove it yeah and i'm like can you just be open just feel it let's free it there's so many different ways to really to release it but our society does not support that yep everywhere you look is a dopamine hit that's right right oh it's escapism stimuli everything yeah instead of like let's get down to the root of what's going on how you're feeling I and think, where the trauma lays, yeah. I, I think it's a sickness. It hundred percent. The Witiko virus in the mind. It's it's casted its spell. Let, let me ask you this: If there was no such thing as your social media, mm-hmm. I love this question already. I know how I'm going to answer it. Okay. <laughs> what what would what would be different? Nothing. Nothing. I am living my perfectly aligned divine life, and okay. I you actually funny story. Um, I won't mention their names because this is this is so funny. But back in the day, David will know who I'm talking about. There were these three guys who were raw. And um, I just remember they asked me one time and they were making fun of me, even though they were trying to do the same thing. They were literally making fun of me for what I was doing and how I was showing up, even though I, you know, because I was a female in the space outperforming them. And they were just like, oh, you must just be raw for the attention or you must just be raw for this. And they're like, what would you do if there was no camera on you? Interesting. And I just looked at him straight in the eye. I was like, I've been raw vegan 
six years before I even started my YouTube channel is like, I will be doing this and living this lifestyle long after social media somehow disappears. Yeah. And you'll know where to find me. I was like, I will be on an island somewhere growing my own fruit. And I remember like answering it just like that. And now I'm here actually doing it. But I use it as a conduit to get this message out because it's important. Like, and, and so many people can take away at least one little nugget, whether it's a recipe or just the consciousness that they can eat higher vibrational foods, eat more raw foods, eat a vegan meal a day. There's so many things that you can take away from this to improve your quality of life and not feel that you are just like a victim walking on this planet all the time and like not having sovereignty, right? I think it's our job to give people those tools, inspiration, little nuggets of hope, right? That's what you're doing here. Wake the fake up. You're That's trying right. to wake people out of that sleepiness, numbingness, sickness phase. Absolutely. And a lot of people feel, I, I don't know, I don't know what the word is. And it's, it's, they feel so sunken into it that that hopelessness is really hard to come out of. Well, they're, I mean, their defense system goes up, right? Because that's how they've been probably reacting to things that have taken them out of their comfort zone their entire life. I think you and I have talked about it before in one of our lives that, you know, we're, we're waking people up, but we're also threatening their comfort zone. And that's a cliche statement that's been talked about in, in all of our social climates. But like to, to truly, you know, give some perspective here, I asked that question because I authentically read you and I'm not giving you lip service. I know this is what you embody. There's nothing shaking that. And anyone that has a problem with that, I invite you to look <laughs> deep into your soul and figure out what is going on and what pathway led you to that theme of frustration, resentment, anger, all of those things. And that right there could be the best medicine and the best thing that you receive from this entire interview, this entire podcast is that mirroring effect. In response to that, I want to acknowledge and just share with you, I know that I trigger people. I'm like a walking trigger for the majority of people that I meet. And it's taken me 17 years to fully understand the complexity of that. And a lot of people have attacked me for it. I mean, I've probably, I mean, same as David, I've been probably the, <laughs> so attacked. I mean, you too. It's like I get attacked online all the time. I've been through some crazy scenarios. Uh, I think you and I might be the most triggering people. <laughs> laughing at it in our realm be. today I, I for a number so. of reasons for a number of reasons literally when we it's like all we have to do is breathe unconditionally love yes yes but keep going i i know that i'm a walking trigger for people and i have consciously worked on the tools within myself to be able to handle it and to somehow just reflect kindly back with compassion because all i see when i look back at some of these people who have just like bammed it at me is like oh my god you're hurting so bad yeah and i feel it yeah and it's just like let me hold you through it it makes them even more angry 100 percent like, makes it what worse can you do but love them through it yep and i'm also not going to shrink myself or compromise in any way because i've done that work hallelujah right so yeah. it's like i'm i'm most people are unhappy with the way that they're living their life don't be mad at me for fully choosing to step into my full power. Uh, uh, fully Rock Christina is not taking away what you know, what you've learned, what your experience is. E even people in the raw food community, if you're listening to this, she's on your side. You guys are soul family. There's not. It's not like you're missing your spotlight because of what she's doing. There's billions of people in this world. This, this scarcity mentality is defining you at the deepest core level. And trust me, we want you on our team. You are on our team unconditionally. Know that. It's yes. like nothing but love. Yes, nothing but love. And if you don't feel the love, question what your intentions are in showing up right now. That's that's it right there. What? Okay, so let's rewind that. That was very well said. What is your intention for showing up? I, I think that right there is a very qualifying question to determine what your position is and what's setting you off and what's causing you to go down and or railroad yourself into that pain or that anger or that resentment. <laughs> great, yeah. great words. I've seen so many people come in and out of this lifestyle and fall away because they get tired of trying to like, wear the mask. Yep. 
it gets exhausting wearing a mask, right? Totally. I can imagine. Yeah. But if your heart, like this is where it's like I invite you to fully step into your heart. Yep. Like get clear with your intent. Like everybody should be operating with like 100% intention of purpose and this is what you want. Everybody has a purpose. You're not here to be like anybody else. You're not here to, you know, I'm questioning intention and getting clear on that is vital. I, I think it's interesting and I wanted to point this out because I can speak for myself. I'm not, you know, when I get into my my health perspective, my mysticism, sovereignty, all, all the topics that we love to talk about, I'm giving my personal reflection. I'm not telling anyone this is how you need to do it. I always teach and I always offer you have the lens and the heart and the ability to practice discernment, right? Not judgment. Not things based on fear, but your own personal perspective, which then becomes your reality. And I wanted to make that clear, and I wanted you you to have the opportunity to voice that. You're not telling people. I've never saw that from you at all whatsoever. I've never got an energy. You've never shamed me. Oh, Chervin, you're eating a cooked thing or whatever this and that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You know, never. That's not my vibe. No, no. You, <laughs> you're not. You're not pushing an agenda. You're not. You're not shaming anyone. You're just saying, hey, look, this is what's working for me. I'm stoked right now. It's been 17 years strong. I'm going to keep going. If you like what I'm doing, here's some more information. Am I right? That's exactly it. Yep. And I'm healthy. I'm happy. I'm thriving. If this is what you want, you can do it too. Yep. I just like want to live as an inspiration and an example. And I also, I come first. Like My joy comes first. My happiness comes first, right? Yep. That, that's it right there. Right? You, you have to come first because... At some point, you, you, we've, I've known people, I've been around this community, I've been in, around the alternative health community, I've been around a, a, other different communities. When you're, when you're doing it in a position where you're working at a deficit all the time, that's when things start to unravel. And that's when start, people start doing quacky stuff, get out of character, start ruining relationships, and it just goes downhill. And the health, health follows right with it. That's where discernment comes in. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And mm-hmm. discernment has so many different layers to it. I think that's... I want to just point this out, but this lifestyle is way more than just the physical. Having discernment is also knowing how you show up mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. I think people get so caught up in the physical component of this, of feeling the physical health and the physical high of it. As you know, our mental state and our emotional state play just as equally of an important role. More. It dictates it. Yeah. Right? And it, it determines how you show up in yep. those other states it's missed so much people do not place enough emphasis on it so i think if we're talking about discernment like people need to check themselves so many people are not willing to look in the mirror they're not willing to practice self-awareness or hold themselves accountable or responsible i have people who approach me all the time like why can't i do this i'm like well what are you eating well i just i get cravings and i had that this and i ate this i'm like well who, who put that in your mouth <laughs> right <laughs> right where'd that decision come from where did it come from why did you do it let's talk about it without shame without guilt without judgment but let's just explore it so let's let's get into one thing i've been wanting to ask you is there anything that you regret that you might have done in terms of um opening yourself up to the world do you think you might have at one point kind of open the lens a little bit too much into your personal life? Maybe, but I can't go back and change what I didn't know. I feel like I've always done the best with the decisions that I've made. And I don't want to use the word regret, but I will say this. I definitely have learned more about boundaries and discernment in these past 17 years than I thought I ever would have. That has absolutely been like my greatest life's lessons. And I've also learned that you can't trust people with your full heart like not everybody is good you can show up as this beaming bright vulnerable like light of love for people and it won't always be received well which is why I'm saying like I've learned that I trigger people so like you can't show up and love all the time sometimes you have to learn how to show up with boundaries and grace and compassion it's I I would say that because not everybody is gonna show up like a bubble of like bubbly love for you right that's that's a, that's a and, false identity and, right yep um I've, i i mean 
I'm a Pisces. I have <laughs> so much. I, I don't know any other way to be but to wear my heart on my sleeve. Yeah. I'm so open and raw. I mean, anybody who has spent time around me just knows I'm just like a walking ball of, you are. of, of mush and emotion. But I, I have learned how to have better boundaries. And I've also learned how to be okay with anything I share. It's like I take full responsibility and hold myself accountable. It's like, okay, now I can just show up and like set an example. Like, okay, everybody, I learned a lesson. <laughs> it wasn't easy to do that publicly, but here we are. I did it. That's amazing. Right? I yep. mean, what else can I do? I don't want to have regret. That's toxic. Yep. But um, I do love myself enough to show up and hold myself accountable for things. But I, at the end of the day, I don't regret anything and I don't carry any shame. Yep. I feel like people do judge me for certain things, but I've I've, ne I've never acted out of integrity, and mm. I can absolutely say that. Yep. And if somebody has accused me of that, I've always, always stood up for myself and spoken my truth. And I think that when you really love yourself, you know how to stand up and share your truth, and that is all that matters. I, I always appreciated that about you, is that you didn't back down from how you feel. And it wasn't like you, you didn't say, OK, let me just corner this or, or or bottle it up. Let me just really speak my truth and honor that. And, um, you know, I, it, it reminds me of, you know, being in middle school or high school. Right. There's some like there's some uh, reflections there that, you know, a lot of kids there, you know, they're either they're bullied, they're teased and they don't stand up for themselves and they burrow they, that, that that hate gets buried. And it just comes out later in life in some kind of, you know, disaster or disease or a terrible relationship or it's just, you know. And so I appreciate that, you know, you're not holding on to those things and that you're also just being in your truth. You, you talk about when things are bothering you and you talk about things that have struck you in a, in a you know, in a certain way, at least offline you have with me. And um, I really honor that. You know, a lot of people are scared to be vulnerable. And I think it's not cliche again, but I think that's the ultimate superpower mm -hmm. is to be able to really speak about things that are hurting you and, and mm -hmm. you feeling some kind of, you want you wanting to reflect that to another soul. Thank you. Yeah, I, of course. To me, that's the definition of showing up with love, like really showing up with love. And um, we, ne we need more people doing that. I think that's what creates healing. And I was bullied so much in school growing up. I don't, have we had this conversation? No. I but wish, I, I, I could wish, I, I could see shoved, that happening. I was shoved into lockers because I fit in them. Yeah. Just so you know. <laughs> so that's why I say me learning boundaries and how to speak up and stand my truth has been my greatest life lesson because me actually doing that for myself is often terrifying. Yeah. Often terrifying because I'm afraid of the rebuttal or but then I'm like, oh, but they're just a bully. Yeah. They're more afraid of you than you are. For sure. Because when you like fully ignite that within yourself, that power, they're like, they're just this small, right? <laughs> and so it's like when you look at them that way, you're like, all right, I got to show up with love. Or here's here's how we're gonna do this. Yeah, I see you as melted butter. We're just gonna, you know, we're gonna do this. You so. are bringing out the quote, "How you do anything is how you do everything," and uh, I see you embodying that. So. Um, again, not to keep tooting your horn. That, but you've been so gracious with me this whole interview. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you ready to get annihilated? Okay, here we go. Well, let's be gracious as well. <laughs> so how is your brain functioning on raw food? Okay. God, I like to think it's on um, <laughs> super. Well, yeah, I've been supercharged for a long time. I don't, I mean, I do everything myself now. Like I used to have, 35 employees-ish when I was running my farmer's market. And yep. now it's like I've narrowed it down to me doing so much on my own. Like I'm I'm like a high-wired I'm a high-wired machine. I'm you're, you're so efficient. You're slang, essentially. I'm, I'm I like it. Yeah. I like that word. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm slang. You're sounds, slang. Sounds very Beyonce. You're, I slay you're, all day. You're <laughs> you're an official. I just want to say this right now because you know, millions of people are gonna hear this. I want to say this right now. Oh goodness. You are officially a berserker i'm like you in that sense i can i say that <laughs> which is that? the greatest compliment thank you ever i'm how about this i don't, I don't like to toot it i'm a quiet berserker i like to do my hard work in silence yep. and then when i'm ready to launch it i launch it and i go berserk and then yeah. i go back to work <laughs> I, that's my style i just like I, love it. I don't talk about things while i'm working on them i go get my mushes done and then i and then I just, I like come back in full force. That's a fundamental trait for scaling your reality and closing in on your vision is work in silence, <laughs> then share. Yeah. Do not prelude to the outside audience. 
what it is that you want to accomplish because to some degree, the dopamine of receiving people's clapping will actually lower your ability of getting it done. That's a fact. Just think about that. And so I respect that you are, you know, your feet's in the earth, you're going after it, you're going berserk. So let's go back, let's go back to health real quick and let's talk about some of the fundamentals of your lifestyle. But real quick, why'd you ask me about my mental health? <laughs> because why did you ask me about that? <laughs> because you so so for me, I I would have to say to have a functioning brain, you would need choline, you would need certain animal fats, mm, you would okay. need certain nutrients. Um, that would create and help structure the gray matter in your brain and mm. create balance and help manufacture hormones. I mean, you're an anomaly to me, to, between me and you. I was I, just about to ask you, have the, I given you any signs that I am like not no. cognitively connecting with you? At this no, no, that's okay. quite, actually the opposite. Okay. Right, yeah, so I almost wanna, I wanna like take you into my lab and just kind of, <laughs> I, I wanna study you <laughs> and understand because you are what you eat. Absolutely. 100%. And you've been raw vegan for 17 freaking years. Yes. 17 fucking years. Okay? Yes. That's full the F on. Berserker. That's full berserker. And that's <laughs> freaking badass. So, Thank you. So the way I, I always say, so everyone asks me, you know, Shervin, should I be a frugivore? Should I be a carnivore? Should I be a vegan? Should I be a breatharian? Whatever the hell it is. Yeah, yeah. And I always say, <laughs> I always say, if you're going to go full berserk, you want to go fully vegan, you want to go fully raw, you can't do it living in your, you know, in your urban sprawl city situation. I don't believe it's possible. You no. have to be, you have to be eating the sun. You have to be eating the earth. You have to be away from the stressors, the light pollution, the sound pollution, all the radiations, all the EMFs, all the chemicals, all that stuff. And you need to be soaking up the mana, the life force of nature. Yes. I mean, at the end of the day, when you eat an orange, you're actually eating the sun, right? Absolutely. Right. And, oh my gosh. Can we... Um, you want to get into photons? You want to get into... I alchemy. get a kick, like, when I tell people that I eat flowers as food for a living, they're like, what? Like, yeah. Okay, anyways, I'm going to go. I think that it varies from person to person, but the point is you have to be willing to do whatever is necessary to reclaim yourself yes. and your health and whatever is entailed. Now, I've, that being said, I've only been living here for three-ish, more than three years. So I did live in a city, but even within the city, I was – getting I was like seeking out local produce I was still seeking out the best quality things I could find to make it happen in like as much as I could possibly do right in in the area how much energy did that take to, to do that I think once you get the hang of it it becomes just like anything else you okay. have to master a skill and that that was all being shipped to you that was all you were well, you were you were connecting to farmers remember I ran the my own farmers market so right? I would say at that point it was maybe like 40 percent of what I was eating was local and then okay. the rest was you know okay but I was making conscious decisions and seeking out as much locally grown always organic when I go to the store, making sure I'm touching things that they're ripe, they have a smell. Knowing who grew it, understanding right? the soil supplementing. science. Yes, you need to supplement. So, okay. Right. Okay. I mean, All right. That, let's. That, yeah. Now we're talking. Okay, okay. So, so you transitioned into living on an island. Before mm -hmm. we get into supplementation, all the other stuff. What has changed in you physically, mentally, since being on the island? Have you upgraded? Do you feel like you feel a hundred times better? You know, you know what has changed for me is my nervous system has come into like full calmness of who I am. Which is huge like because I, you're raw vegan. Well, I, I don't think I ever fully realized how like we talk about dopamine hits. Yeah. When you're in a city, it's like you see a street light, billboard light, hear a honk. Like you're constantly being stimulated every single freaking second. And where I'm at right now, I don't see one light at night just the stars like not like I'm, I'm never stimulated so what it allowed me to do is completely get like sound in my nervous system mm. and now that being said I just want to say I know a lot of people who have not made it on this island because they cannot deal with their own thoughts like, yep. if you are not mentally sound if you are not like <laughs> strong within yourself you will not make it here some people go crazy because they're not willing to practice the self-awareness and to whip out the tools and be like this is what I need to work on but if you are it is 
completely cracked me open in a new way. Like I'm not really eating in a different way than I was when I was in the city. The quality of food that I'm getting is absolutely better. No question. I'm growing my, like the life force food is better, but I've also equally put in as much time to heal and work on myself in other capacities. And that for me is what I think turned me into, I'm just going to be honest here, a naive girl into a fully embodied woman like mm. I, f- I feel like a woman now mm. like and i'm like i'm doing my own thing and yeah. nobody can touch that because it's just me now <laughs> right is... like it's really it feels really good it's mm. like i'm a little bashful about it now but it's just like oh, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> that is doing, I'm doing my thing that right? i I, so, I feel that like i can feel it in you you know it's coming off your your essence it's it's in this toroidal field it's in the Thank frequency you. of being in the jungle i think it's such a powerful um perspective and awareness that shutting down 90% of the clutter and the noise you know it's a big part of my message everyone's always asking me sharing what symbiotica products going to change my life and i'm like look before we even talk about nutraceuticals and nutrients what is impacting your daily reality how are you sleeping are you in darkness? Are you around electric smog? Are you yeah. are you getting bombarded with so many stressors to life? And these things people know in the health community, we know this is real. And so to hear that you've, you know, diametrically just shut down all the noise and you turned off that, you know, light bulb that was always just sputtering is massive and I agree. A lot of people go out into the wild right? It could be an island. It could be another country. It could be whatever. And it's like a slow ayahuasca journey, you know, and not many people make it because a lot of people aren't comfortable in the silence. And have you found yourself in in moments where you kind of need a little bit of stimuli because we are still human being and we, and and, no, no. Okay. So this is part of your disposition. I mean, I'll ask you a question. How many people do you know that have made the conscious choice to step into their expansion and have chosen to take on any consequence that has come along with that decision a very small percentage i know a lot that have done it i know i know you've done it right so i will say this um i feel very grateful that we have a solid like island family and a group of friends here considering i'm a water sign when i cry it's like sometimes it lasts for days but Mm. i now know how to hold myself through it I don't want to stimulate myself anymore. Like I feel even worse when I do it. Like, and I don't like in any capacity, like and by stimulant, I mean, I can't even turn on the TV anymore. I haven't turned on my TV in months. Nope. Like not even to watch a movie because it affects my psyche. I went through a period of months where I didn't even listen to music because I was like, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to like nothing. I just needed silence or to hear the birds singing. I like needed to come back to myself Mm. and I found the opposite, like any type of stimuli was painful for me and I needed quiet time. And so- How do you navigate social media with this level of monkhood? I focus on the purpose that I'm here for, sharing my message and I think that- Do you have it organized? Do you have it like structured or is it free flow? I'm a free flower. I mean, because I pose every time somebody sees something for me, it's I've, I've done it myself. But right. because I've been doing this so long and because so many people have put bad stuff about me now, I can handle that component. Yeah. But where I'm learning how to grow is in different areas. So I'm focused on what I'm sharing that week, what I'd like to teach people, a nugget they can take away. It's like, this is what I'm contributing this week. And it's like, okay, how can I use my journey to simply show? And if I don't focus on myself, I can't show up for other people. You know that. I'm always talking about momentum in life. You know, how you do anything is how you do everything. And momentum can go any direction. It can go into thriving. It can go into disaster, disease, pain, all of those things. Things don't just happen overnight. My question to you is how do you develop momentum if someone wants to go into this lifestyle and wants to find ways to better themselves, to feel better about themselves, and to feel more connected to the food that they're eating? I love that question. Thank you. Of course. I think it's important to acknowledge that you and I have had a beautiful discussion, and you and I are meeting each other on this level where we fully know what it feels like to have and embody some of these things, and some people listening might not even like 
fully comprehend that, right? Yeah. So where I like to tell people to start is, is just by inviting them to try one raw vegan meal a day or one vegan meal. Let's just start with the physical. Since like for me, that's like the opening <laughs> to the rest of what could be to come. Like just starting with one healthy chosen meal a day and add in one healthy mental practice a day, add in one healthy emotional practice a day, add in one healthy spirit, like just do one each of those every single day and just start to feel what we are talking about here. We, we need to get people to start stepping into the space and identifying what it is because some people, are, they're, they're listening, they're watching and they're like, what does that feel like? What right. does that sound like? Mm -hmm. Raw food? They're there. Right. And, and I hope that that's being received well when I say that. I, I say that because I just want you to know I know where you're coming from. And I remember the beginning of my journey was, God, I had so many questions. I needed so much hand holding. I had so much to figure out. It was so terrifying. If you can just find a couple of recipes you can repeat every week, whether it be a healthy juice, or a healthy smoothie, a healthy salad, that's really the beginning of stepping into your body. And I think what you can trust is as you step into your physical the mental, the emotional, the spiritual will absolutely follow naturally if you just start practicing tiny little healthy habits every day and then continue listening to this amazing <laughs> podcast every day. Continue to expand your awareness around this. And as you begin to step more into it, I'm I'm hoping that like in maybe five years, they'll come back and they'll listen to this and be like, that's what they were talking about. Well, that's going to happen. Right? And like, I, and that, how cool would that be? So, full circle, right? Right. I, I agree with everything you just said. I, lo I love the way that you put it. You know, it, there's a bunch of guys listening to this right now. Let me, let me give you an example. I love to lift weights, I love movement, I love exercising. You know, and, and us men, we love to train like glamour parts of the body. Like, I love big chest workouts, I love squats, <laughs> I love cleans, I love big back rows. Because after I'm done, I'm jacked. You know, volume is everywhere. Blood is everywhere. We have massive spikes of endorphins. We feel virile. Like we're just like monsters ready to take on the world, caveman style. But, you know, some of the other things that we don't like to do are some of those core exercises, right? Is the functional movements, things like that. And I've told myself, I said, look, if I start doing that more, I know I'm going to feel better. I don't like to do them. It's not that much fun. I don't get that much satisfaction, but I know it's going to start changing my everyday life and the way that I'm functioning as a man. And so lately over the last, you know, few months, you know, 4 days a week, I'm doing at least 10 minutes of floor exercises on functional movements, lower back exercises, core exercises, and I'm reaping the benefits of it right now in my everyday. And as those things start to you know materialize and I can feel, wow, I can stand better, my posture is better, my inner strength is better, I start understanding what momentum means. And so to reflect back on everything you said, start making a choice once a day, once a week, yeah. start somewhere. It could be a raw vegan meal. It can mean that you're going to go research who in your town has got the best food ever. Go to your local farmer's market. Start meeting people. Get online. These little things are for you. This is what self-love is all about, and it has to start somewhere. Yes. Can I Can I just speak to the men since you were speaking to the men? Yeah. Because I, I feel like when you talk about self-love or changing your diet – for women, it's easy to see that connection, but for men, it might feel threatening because they do want to be jacked up and masculine for women to receive them. And I, I just want to add on to that, men, if you're listening and you can delete this if you want. No, we're not deleting okay. it. Maybe we will. There is nothing about vegan food or eating raw that will like remove any bits of masculinity from you. You can still be just as jacked and physically healthy. I think, if anything, it contributes to a polarity that for women... I, I find to be extremely sexy and that's coming from me as a woman. So mm. I'm just saying men who work on themselves is extremely sexy to women. Absolutely. Okay. Do you hear that so men? I'm just saying that's what women want to see. We, we want to see you show up and ex like stand in this space because we want to meet you there. Lead us. <laughs> just saying. Can you, <laughs> can you tell who, what kind of man is raw vegan versus one who's not? Can you tell by their odor, their pheromones? Not anymore. Okay. What you're talking about is like farm work hippies versus like. No, 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 no. I, 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 that's a whole nother subject. I'm just, I'm just saying oh. like, do you have that spidey sense? Um, um, how about this? I can smell when someone eats meat. 
but um, it no longer like I I can smell the difference. Yes, but it doesn't bother me anymore. Okay. Yeah. Would you date someone that was a meat eater? I have. Okay. All of my exes were not vegan when I started dating them. Okay, and that you converted them. I did. So you're like a Christ figure in no, that sense. No, we're not going to say that. <laughs> you know what? I have not. Um, this is this is how I show up. Limitations don't run my life. Love runs my life. I like that. Right, and yeah. I choose to like love people where they're at, and and like I said before, it's like I'm not perfect. I've loved people who didn't have certain things that were in alignment with me. I'm in a very different place in my life right now. I've been single for a long time, but I don't. I'm not. I don't limit myself in in that way. Okay. Like, do I love you any less because you eat me? No. No. <laughs> like, do, that's, do you, like to me, that right. just sounds like it doesn't. It doesn't. It's limiting. It doesn't yeah. resonate with me. Now that being said, would it be amazing if my partner did? Yes. And every single man that I have ever loved has shown up for me in that way. And three out of four of them are still vegan. Even like so, I'm like, wow, I changed their life some way. Interesting. Some, something to take away from that. I, I appreciate how you ended that right there is, um, you know, you showed them away. And of course, to, in terms of your lifestyle, if you guys are in a partnership, it would just be perfect to coincide with that because it makes things so much easier. And I want to just emphasize that it was their choice. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah. I did. I was. Well, not, you're you're you got some massive guns on you, and I mean, you are intimidating. So you might have put someone in a chokehold. <laughs> l- l- let's play a little trivial question. What is raw and loaded with super nutrients and minerals? <laughs> Wait, what? That's. Do you know how silly that question is? <laughs> no, no. Wait, hold on. Wait, Let me try what? that again. <laughs> All right, let me just go straight to go straight to it. Will you eat a dozen oysters with me? No. <laughs> I had to ask you that. Why would you ask me that? I just had to. I mean, I always was I like, love I'm, you. I'm gonna like, no, like I'm gonna just show. Like you can sit there and eat. Are them you and... curious to what an oyster tastes like? No, because I had oysters back in the day, and I never liked them. You never liked them. Well, actually, um, I don't know if you know this, but I'm deathly allergic to shellfish. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I get hives all over my body, and my throat starts swelling up. I have to go to the hospital. Really? Yeah. So, this was off shell- like a shrimp or a lobster or crab yeah, or something? mainly crustaceans, but okay. it, can, like, it can happen with any fish, actually. Okay. So, I uh, no, I, I'm not a fan of fish, and um, I basically scream when somebody puts like a crawfish on a table, with their eyes, like, I, like, I scream and run away. It's like a terrifying thing for me. Interesting. I always wanted to ask you about oysters. I was just like, I'm going to have oysters. But why? With oh, they're just like, why does that, why does that make you curious? Well, you know, for men, oysters, you know, it's like strong, like bull, you know, it's like, really? oh yeah, it's very, very, this is very new to me. I feel oh, like you didn't know that. The, no, I feel like this so, is the first time I'm ever having this it's, conversation. O- oysters <laughs> are obviously um, an aphrodisiac for multiple reasons. I've heard of that. Right. Yet. Okay. The, the common nomenclature around it, or perspective, excuse me, not nomenclature. The common perspective is that oysters resemble female anatomy. And oh. so that's one thing. Oh, light okay. bulb just went off. Okay. Yeah. And then it's actually the micronutrients in, in oysters, mainly the zinc and selenium, that have a powerful, you know, boost towards men's libido. Got it. And testosterone production, among other things. So my style would be more along the lines of, oh, wow, I see that you like oysters. They're not really my thing, but is there anything else we can enjoy together? <laughs> yeah, perfect. That okay, would yeah. be more of a Christina response. I'm sure we can find a sacred fruit, maybe like a mango steen. Right? And, uh... I mean, there's okay. <laughs> there's so many fruits out there that are aphrodisiac. Look what we have right here. We got. I'm just saying. We got. We got. We got island honey that was harvested not 400 feet from where you're sitting right now. We got the sacred cacao. We got that the berserker durian. That's a whole nother podcast we can have on I that. Mean, and if somebody wants to talk about aphrodisiac fruits what's your take on durian i love durian do you eat durian like consistently not consistently you mentioned you monofruit it right i monofruit durian okay when i have local delicious durian in season so it's maybe like if like when it's in season which is right now so maybe like this season i'll have it three or four times okay in you know in abundance but um i get mine just from a local farm down the street but when i sit down to eat it i sit down and i have a mono meal of it Okay. Okay. This that this has inspired me to ask you an important question. Outside of oysters, 
Would you say you're a seasonal eater? Absolutely. Okay, so that's that's really important in my perspective. If you're going to go raw vegan or even vegan or even mostly plant-based, you got to understand seasons, understand the cyclical cycle of our, you know, our our in- endocrine system, our anatomy, our all of these things are related to seasons. Being in a subtropic place, you don't really have seasons per se on a climate. I mean, I guess you do kind of, but the food grows seasonal here. And so are you are you in flow with that? Oh yeah. You, you are have to be. Yeah, okay. I mean there's no shipping if, stuff if you're or committed anything. Committed to the lifestyle, then you have to be. That like so that's why I was saying that twenty like if I'm eating eighty percent local, it's because I have access to I'm literally choosing to eat what I have access to. Yep. The other twenty percent might be, oh, I bought some bought some nuts or tahini sure. at Healthy Hut. Yeah, yeah. And of course that didn't come on island, but I use that for my salad dressings. I'm not making a meal out of it. I'm using it as an addition to help flavor something like some of the local greens that I'm making a big salad out of. What are what are you your what, what's your staple? Oh. Yeah, th- this is okay. I've been wanting to ask you this. What is this your staple routine? Routine. Uh so I typically do about 3 meals a day, sometimes okay. a snack of fruit. What time are you rising? I usually get up around six. Okay, you're not rising with any alarm bullshit, are you? Uh, I usually get up before my alarm, but I set one because I have been known in the past to be an insomniac. So I'm always up before my alarm anyways. But my routine is I get up, I go work out. Uh, are you hydrating with spring water first thing on the rise? No. No. I mean, maybe I wait a little bit, but I go to my yoga classes or my sculpt classes. I, I lift weights. Yeah. Okay? No, I can tell. I'm very, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, very yeah. physically active. Yeah, sure. Uh, I drink a lot of water until 11. I intermittent fast till 11 a.m. And then I, I consume about 2,400 calories a day on average, give or take 200. So my You're first- You're at 2,400 calories? Yeah. I, I, what? I have, I have a very healthy appetite. Okay. It surprises people. Is that mostly in like coconut and fruit? How do you get it's, 24? It's through fruit. Yeah. Okay. Because I do heavy fruit meals. Or so what's your first meal? Juice. Juice. 32 to 64 ounces of whatever juice I can find. So yesterday I had like 48 ounces of fresh sugarloaf pineapple juice. Somebody dropped sugarloaf pineapples off on my porch. I was like, oh, I'm juicing these like liquid gold. Okay? Wow. You have no idea. Wow. It was like honey. That's berserk. But then the day before that I had soursop juice. Okay. The day before that it was like pure green juice. So your breakfast is fruit juice. It's juice or veggie juice. Like and off I'd say more often it's green juice, leafy greens, okay. herbs, tons of herbs. What's your second meal? Uh fruit bowls, smoothie bowls, like loaded up, like huge smoothies. Eight, okay. nine bananas. Okay. Ten, like whatever else I can throw in there, local mangoes. What's your dinner? Uh huge salads, but all my savory stuff comes in at night. So I'll add in a lot of avocado and nuts and seeds and as many colors as I can in the salads. Do you eat olive oil? No. You don't eat olive oil. So the only oils that you're getting are monosaturated fats or other fatty acids from, you know, like coconut and things like that, yeah, avocado. Or, or like coconut. Yeah. Yeah. Durian. I use oils on my skin though all the time. Okay. Do you drink hot tea? Rarely. When's the last time you had like hot food? Uh okay so I'm gonna say warm dehydrated within the temperature range of raw food and like probably Bali four years ago when I mean because you know the raw food scene in Bali is insane they're right? berserk over there I mean like they have the most masterful raw vegan culinary skills where they do consume warm raw food because they like take it right out of the dehydrator and like you get to eat it right there but no I I turned my stove into like another chopping center interesting. Yeah, no. I, Is there a level of dehydration that you can't cross over and all of a sudden that raw doesn't become raw anymore? That sounds a bit obsessive, but yes, it's true. Above 118 degrees isn't raw, but I... For how long? I don't even know. Okay. I mean, see, I'm not... I'm, not, I'm getting I'm technical not, here I'm because like I want, I'm fringe. I want to play with this a little you bit. You can like. play with that in my... You, you can test me. I'm here for that. But I'm not trying to scare people here. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to be inviting. Yeah. And I think what is most inviting is letting people know the focus is fresh, hydrating, colorful, whole, ripe, plant-based, organic fruits and vegetables. That's where it's at. And yep. n- nothing fake. Yep. Right? You mean you don't like You're- Impossible Burger or Impossible Meat? I think we know the answer. Okay, sorry. Question. Just had to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? I think it's great for people who are transitioning in the beginning, but you definitely cannot do that forever. 
Well, we're going to disagree. That's the first time me and her are going to disagree well, on I anything. Mean, I do not think it's good for transitioning. Okay. I think you got to stay clear of that forever. Okay. I'll yeah. agree with that. Okay. How okay. about that? All right. All right. I will, the only reason why <laughs> I say that is because I've seen it help some people transition. And when they were ready to let it go, they did. Yeah. But they felt like they needed it. So maybe the question is, is why do they feel like they needed it? They okay. Need it, right? All right. Okay. All right. All right. But um, so, yeah. So after my salad, I mean, maybe occasionally I'll have some like raw cacao or like some like mini dessert or sometimes if i'm hungry in the middle of the day i'll have an extra fruit meal like for instance like mangoes are going off right now like my snack in the middle of the day might be just like eating mangoes over the sink and just letting them drip down my chin i love that right yeah so yeah so you're 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 in flow you know and yeah, that's, how does my day sound like that sounds like heaven you know okay. i mean this is this is uh a lot of people just you know if you're if you can feel into that and i do supplement like, yep. But I'm not deficient in anything. I just like to make sure my bases are covered. Okay, so you're getting your omegas in. You're mm -hmm. getting all those things in. You know, that's how Symbiotica was founded, actually. I was like, okay, how do I help plant-based people, you know, merge in yeah. and get them the micronutrients that they might not be able to access because right. of their urban lifestyle and, right. and just not being ha having access to high mono-rich foods, foods with life force. Right. And I have I do receive a bit of criticism from people about it because they're like, oh, if you're raw vegan, why do you need to supplement? It's like... Whatever. I, I, number one, I'm here to live as an example. And number two, most people are not living the way I'm living. Most people are looking for the answers of what to supplement with. And if you're not going to recommend something to them that's like in alignment and healthy, they're going to go find it somewhere else. And who knows what they're going to find? Well said. Right? Uh, so, absolutely. One uh, way or another, they're going to get to there. Yeah. It's just how they're going to do it. Right. 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 So. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's that's kind of how I've been like, I, I think I eat pretty simply, but it's like for me, it's. I feel like I just I eat life for a living. I eat living foods for a living. I, I love that, and we can we're gonna wrap with that. I, I really feel like there's gonna be a, a round two to this, or this might have been round two as well, a round three, because <laughs> there, there's some really interesting stuff that I want to get into. I definitely want to get into specifics on farming and growing your own food and what that's cultivated in your own life. And I want to talk biodynamics with you. I want to share some thoughts with you and see if that can help activate you in other ways that you might not even even known. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on Dr. Rudolph Steiner. But other than that, it's been a freaking honor to have this conversation with you out on the lanai in the middle of the jungle with mosquitoes attacking me 24 seven. <laughs> This is the best day of all time, the best day ever. I really appreciate you. Fully raw Christina in the flesh. Thank you so much for being on Wake the Fake Up. Thank you for having me. Aho.